Gates open the Arapahoe Park Classic is underway. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Jonathan Horowitz. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. That's Jim McKay's introduction from ABC's Wide World of Sports, which aired from 1961 to 1998, showcasing unique, mesmerizing, and strange sports spectacles from cliff diving championships to high lie to the Penn Relays track and field from the show's first broadcast. And that image of ski jumper Vinko Bogatai crashing with such bravado that it will always be linked with the agony of defeat. In honor of St. Patrick's Day this week, I'd like to bring back the show because there are enough out-of-this-world sports in Ireland to warrant their own wide world of sports broadcast. So, as the Gates Open podcast pretend it's ABC, and as I pretend I'm Jim McKay, here is the wide world of Irish sports. Let's set the mood with an Irish jig. On the beach on the Irish Sea in the town of Laytown, about 30 miles northeast of Dublin, are some of the most unique horse races in the world. For one day a year since 1868, the beach is transformed into a racetrack. As many as 10 horses per race gallop through the sand in straightaway contests that take place over 3 quarters and 7 eighths of a mile, or 6 and 7 furlongs. The racetrack isn't permanent, and in the weeks leading up to the annual race meet, the racetrack constructors make calculations of the tide to see what would be the best course for the horses to traverse. The race meet actually originated in 1868 as entertainment during low tide when the Boyne Regatta took place during high tide. The grandstand is also temporary. The only permanent building is the beach bathroom. But the memories last forever, so much so that Ireland's best jockeys and trainers race there just so they can say they won a race on one of the world's most unique race courses. Imagine what soccer would be like if you could pick up the ball and run with it. Or if you could dribble and pass the ball with your hands as well as your feet. That's Gaelic football, the uniquely Irish sport codified in 1887. Fifteen players on each side battle it out for 35-minute halves on a field about 150 yards long. They run, dribble, kick, and knock a spherical ball 10 inches in diameter into a net for three points or over the crossbar for one point. It's a sport that has developed within the borders of Ireland, but has so many skills that can be seen in other sports all around the world. The sport of hurling defies description. Really, go on YouTube and type in hurling. What you'll see is some combination of field hockey, rugby, soccer, lacrosse, and baseball. The organizers seemed like they were never satisfied and kept saying, no, I think we should also add, when making the rules. Players with sticks can catch the ball with their hands, whack it and other players with their sticks, bump and run down the grass field, and try to knock the ball with their stick or hand into a goal to score three points or over the crossbar to score one point. It might be the sport that best combines skill and brutality. In recent years, another form of football has come to Ireland, the American kind. The Irish are actually one of the best at American football. Well, we're talking about the Irish that come from South Bend, Indiana. Irish rugby stadiums have transformed to welcome Notre Dame and embrace the legends of the Gipper, Rockney, and the Victory March fight song. 
The island of Ireland has rarely been united. The political, cultural, and religious line dividing North and South is one of the most pronounced in world history. One of the only institutions that brings the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland together is sports, and not just in some feel-good diplomacy among fans. The Irish national rugby team represents both the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Two countries, but one island and one team. Although there is sometimes an issue about what national anthem to play and what flag to fly during games. It's a great example in our wide world of sports of how sports can break down and reinforce nationalist tendencies simultaneously. But strife seems to dissipate when the home team wins. And to that, I raise a glass of Guinness and wish you a happy St. Patrick's Day. This is Jonathan Horowitz.